Hey everybody and welcome to Comfort in Death and Darkness. This is episode two. What were you going to do there? It doesn't matter. Go on, what are you going to do? Do it again. Okay, okay. welcome to Comfort in Death and Darkness. Episode two. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to make it light on Okay, that was, that was worth it, that was worth it. Alright, so today we've got some stuffs to talk about. Um, but first, how are you? You alright? Yeah, I'm full of chocolate. <laughs> I'm full of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Ota, I'm full of chocolate. Yeah, it's been Easter and it's been a chocolatey, chocolatey time. <laughs> I love chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it needs to be Sarah that. Alright, well, let's start the doom and gloom straight away. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk about before I got completely started is, um, on average, how many things happen in the world that you just don't hear about, like crime-wise? Loads. Right. Too many to count, probably. I want to, the thing is, I want to know about them. Like, I want to be told when something, like, shady happens. I found out about this from um, a subreddit called, on Reddit, this is probably one of my favourite subreddits at the minute, it's called r slash morbid reality. This is the headline. Teen confesses to shooting grandparents to death, plotting high school attack. What the hell? Right. Now, if you go on the website, like, what does that say on the website? Sorry, this content is not available in your region. Which means that it's not available outside the US. Yeah. It may not even be available outside the state that this places run and then you can guarantee if you search like crime in our area it's like someone's pushed a wheelie bin over <laughs> <laughs> well there was that one time there was a guy at the top of your street with a samurai sword yeah <laughs> yeah that turned out to be a bit of a hoax though so it doesn't yeah, really matter yeah that was a hoax although Apart from the chinese that i used to go to i'm sure someone got hacked up there that may be true as well <laughs> but we're not sure they didn't get put into the chinese <laughs> i don't think Although, uh, Kev, hey Kev, who I pick up in, uh, on delivery mornings at work. Kev does not exist. He does exist. You met him, you <laughs> yeah, scared the living shit out of him. I know, I did scare you, I'm sorry, Kev. <laughs> Love you, um, Kev. <laughs> this bit's literally just for Kev. Um, Love you, bro. <laughs> uh, there was, like, a shooting at the top of his street. Mm. On, do you know when I picked him up on Wednesday? Yeah. Yeah, that, like, a few hours before that, there was gunshots. What the hell? And, like, cars peeling out everywhere. Oh, and, like... God. Kev was saying that he was gonna. He went. I was like, "Oh, I'm just gonna go up and draw some some money out of the ATM." Until he saw police officers with like mm. massive guns. He's is, like, "No thanks." The thing <laughs> is, right? You could say like, "Oh, the area I live in's not rough at all," but everywhere's rough these days. Like, you could yeah. walk outside and think, "Oh, I'm gonna get my shoelaces pinched here." <laughs> the least you worries. <laughs> <laughs> I have nice shoelaces. <laughs> until a dog chews. It's like at wrestling when we told someone that their uh, tag team ropes were um were super expensive. That's why we don't have any. They're literally just shoelaces. <laughs> the guy will leave one. So that was fun. Golden State Killer liked these shoelaces. Oh, are we going to go every episode mentioning the Golden State Killer? I need to know what the verdict was. I haven't looked into it, to be honest. The verdict hasn't... The trial hasn't even started yet. Is it not? I'm no. sure it said April. It's still April. Uh, well... <laughs> and then Bless next you. month, it's my birthday. It's my birthday. Now you gotta pick up the phone. <laughs> We love Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to you. Uh, right, so this this headline about the kid who shot his grandparents. Back to more morbid things. That really upsets me because I love my grandparents. The like website. All of them. I've got so many grandparents. <laughs> it's but true. Like, 
the website that it's from is wtae.com. I think I must be like some like like if I had a guess like Wisconsin Territorial Action Entertainment News dot com. I don't know. I made that up. So um oh it was Wisconsin, so I had that right. The Grand Shoot, Wisconsin. A 17-year-old told investigators that he fatally shot his grandparents and was planning to cause harm at his eastern Wisconsin high school. First of all, the only way we found out about this was because the grandparents got shot. If he hadn't shot the grandparents, he probably would have went into the school and shot it up. Yeah. How, how can America keep this, like, gun laws thing going? Like, you've, see, you've seen these, like... like the thing that I really, thought, like... Well, it's not like a way too political just no <laughs> i'm not a very political person anyways i'm just like ugh, whatever um the thing that like frustrates me the most right so i've got a friend who's like living in america and she really wanted us to send her a kinder egg <laughs> oh, a kinder surprise yeah so they're banned in america yeah but guns are not yeah all because americans shove the whole thing in their mouth apparently and the kids well, choked on them that's what she said she said that yeah. was the reason that they were banned. Like, yeah, they were banned because kids were just taking the entire yeah. egg and putting the whole egg in their mouth without realising that, wait, there's a toy inside of the egg. Which is why they made Kinder Joy. They made that specifically so for America. I was going to send her a parcel with one in, no. with some other stuff in, but I thought, no, because the whole bloody thing's going to get confiscated. Oh, it would. Yeah, it would. So I did not. Um, but yeah, if this kid hadn't have shot his grandparents... Uh, Police officers responded to a 911 call for assistance, found the bodies of 74-year-old and 73-year-old Dennis and Letha Kraus at their home in Grand Chute on Sunday. Officer Travis Wass said he declined to release details of the call. Right, So someone called the police and these bodies were found and obviously... He confessed to saying that he was going to shoot up his school, essentially, or cause harm to his school in some way. There needs to be something done to you stop this sort of stuff. School that much. Like, that's not the thing. Most of the time, when these stuff happened, that's not why they do it. They do it to make headlines. They do it to like go down in a blaze of glory. I mean, that's what like the Columbine thing was, at least I think. Um, but. What an asshole. Man. Things that old people get to me. It's like when you see an old person eaten by themselves, like, um... Right. Really touchy the Golden that. State Killer is exactly... No. Wait, listen. The Golden State Killer is exactly why you can't look at an old person anymore and go, oh, and he cute. See, the silence means it's true. I know, but, like, you know when you see, like, when they get killed and stuff, and you think, oh, so, so sad. Yeah, but you don't know who anybody is. Like you say that person's cute, but that person could be harboring like a really bad secret that, you know, could <laughs> harboring cannabis in the back garden. That's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is in this country apparently, but in some states in America it's absolutely fine. Um Can you take that um chocolate down from the windowsill so it doesn't melt? It's dark <laughs> <laughs> But there's light outside. Okay, that's weird. Anyway, so yeah, I just wanted to point one thing out. Like, why on earth are kids as old as 17 able to get hold of guns? I mean, if you in this country, I think you can have a bolt-action rifle and a, a double-barrel shotgun. I think that's what you can have. The shotgun thing, I don't know about, but it's definitely the bolt-action rifle. Because, and to have them, you need to pass, like... 
a major psychology test like to make sure that you're you know all there and you have to be able to prove that you need this gun like you have to submit a substantial proof yeah. to why you need them so mo- that's why most farmers have them for pest yeah. control and like Clay why pigeon shooting <laughs> well well yeah you, like, if, you, if you run a business yeah like that you obviously need license for guns but that's why you don't have handguns in this country well not legal ones anyway like if you want to get a hold of one it's illegal and if you're found with one doesn't matter if it's shot before or if it's like completely clean you are getting arrested because you have your hands on a legal weapon do you know what Loa thinks absolutely a joke oh god here we go like if you get burgled mm-hmm. and you go and attack that burglar you'll get done for it no yeah that's not true well how come like if you shoot a burglar then you would get done mm. if you kill the burglar for coming into your house you'd that's get what done. you get done for yeah because but you're protecting your house they shouldn't what, be in no, your wait, house wait, anyways listen like how would you feel about this this is true do you know firearms officers in this country mm-hmm. if they shoot a suspect they are treated like a murderer mm-hmm. so someone's about to blow up the house of the parliament yeah. And an armed police officer shoots him in the head, saves everybody. That guy's now a murderer. Yeah, but they've until... got to get interviewed to find out why they did it. And... Yeah, un- until he can yeah, be proven to have done it in a, like, in a just... Like, like my grandma. For the, for the um, what's the word I'm looking for? For the good of the people sort of thing. So, my... so stop cutting me off. You're cutting me You're off cutting every me time off. I'm I'm already talk. making a point. You're talking over it. You're talking over me. No. Who you are? You've got a deeper voice I than a voice, you, so you keep carrying. Tape. Anyway, what I'm saying is, they need to prove that they did it in a just manner. It's like I think it was the seven seven bombings. There was this Brazilian guy who was shot dead by police. The cop that did that is now no longer a police officer. I don't think because of the incident that happened. Like so, my grandma, she said that like she often hears like the door handle going on a night time. Like where Often? She lives. This isn't good. Yeah, and she lives in a quite a posh estate. <laughs> and she's heard, like, she's had her tiles pinched on my roof before and stuff. Like, Oh, that grandma. Yeah. Okay, you've got, like, 17. <laughs> and a door handle was going, and I said, I was like, why don't you just, like, leave it open and then just wait behind the door and just get them? And she's like, well, you can't. <laughs> and I'm like, well, why not? Because like, that's premeditated. I know, but they should be doing it, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they'll get the come up and they'll, they'll shop not do it again, do you know what I mean? They might learn a lesson. Yeah, you might kill them. <laughs> she might be there in a nighty and they might scare, be scared off. <laughs> Sorry, Grandma, if you're, if, you, if you're listening. That was a big swipe but at you. But the thing is, my granddad sends my grandma down and he stays in bed. <laughs> like, if he hears something, my grandma's straight down and then my granddad's the f- just like, yeah, you go down, pet. She's got the first thing that's next to you to take down as a weapon and if you look at your hand, it's a bottle of Lynx Africa. <laughs> but you'd handy if you had a lighter with it, though. Again, that sounds way too premeditated. <laughs> God help anybody who breaks into our house. Yeah, you send me down every time you hear something anyway. Yeah, I'm not stupid. I'm not going to go down and get hurt. <laughs> right. Enough about that. <laughs> Guns are stupid. Just ban them all. Anyway. So, let's get on the meat of this thing. So, I sent you away with a little task, I believe. I said that I wanted you to find something that really interested you slash, like, sort of got you into the genre. It didn't get us into it, it just interested us. Yeah, enough to write, what was it, 20 pages? No. Hey, you've got multiple pages on this notebook and a a crap load of screenshots on your phone of, like, different information. But the thing is, what I say might not be fully 
Again, like, we're not experts. We're not experts. We're just interested. Yeah. Let's put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> no, because then that would be like, I'm not an expert, but I'm interested in anything. Exactly. And I'm not. Exactly. But that, that's the that's the joke. Alright, so who is this story on? Jake Gray. There's someone standing behind me, isn't there? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Ah, run! No, I'm just... <laughs> so, I don't know if you've heard about it before. You probably have. Um, it's the murder of Jean-Benet Ramsey. So, just to be clear, Jean-Benet is the first name? Jean-Benet is the little girl's first name. Okay, right. Because when you first told me about this, I thought you were saying Jean... No, at first I thought you were saying John... John Bennett Benet Ramsey. Ramsey. <laughs> it's like... It's spelled like Jean Bennett. <laughs> but it's French, so Jean Bonnet. I'd love to see you. Tra- right. So me and Jake often go to Disneyland Paris. Oh, here we go. Right. And he can't even say bonjour properly. He says bonjour. That's just me being super, super jolly. Yeah, bonjour. It's ridiculous. Bonjour. Even Gaston was like, mm, no. 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 What Gaston asked us was... Um, Parlez-vous français? He said to you... Ah, speak? you have a very good accent in French. Mm-hmm. And then he looked at me and said, do you speak French as well? And in I French, just went, no. I shook my head. And he goes, pah, and like sort of waves us away. So, yeah, she's in with Gaston and I'm not. Anyway, <laughs> Jean-Benet Ramsey. <laughs> what a tangent. So, on the morning of the 26th of December, 1996, in Boulder, Colorado... Ooh, actually, um, who, both of our things are around about the same time. Anyway, continue. I would have been three then. Um, her mother Patsy discovered a ransom note for the, her six-year-old daughter on the staircase of their house. Wait, a ransom note inside the inside house? Inside the house. That's creepy. On the staircase of their house. Yikes. So at 5.52am she called the police and reported her missing. Already that's a really weird time to wake up. Unless you heard something in the house. Oh yeah, me, because I get up that <laughs> early for work. Yeah. Um, so the only people in the house at the time was our mum, Patty, our dad, John, and our older brother, Burke. <laughs> oh, what an unfortunate name. You stupid Burke. So, the plot thickened. The body of Jean Benet was found less than eight hours later. How much less? Like four? Between seven and eight. Shut up. <laughs> But it was found inside the house. Of the what? utility room in the basement. What? Where is this? Where is this taking place? In a house. Uh, no, but what country? In Boulder, Colorado. In America. Right, okay, okay. Boulder, Colorado. Okay, that makes sense. Because I was going to say, if it was like the UK, I didn't hear the Boulder, Colorado. But, um, if this was the UK, it would be really weird because like, there's no basements here. Some places have basements. A lot of places in Newcastle have basements. That's not true at all. Do you have a basement? No, I mean, like, in Newcastle City Centre, there's a lot oh, of basements. Oh, well, that's an old country. That's an old I'm sure place. there was a nightclub called Basement. Neither here nor there. Keep going. <laughs> so, the body was found by her father, and she's got she had duct tape over her mouth and a cord around her neck. So, police said they did not search the house. Because the ransom note suggested that she wouldn't be in the house, so there was no need to search in the house. So they didn't search the house, otherwise they would have found her. Okay, so the note said she'd been taken, when in reality she was still in the house. Well, it suggested that she'd been taken, yeah. It was like a ransom note, yeah. 
So they believed that she wasn't in the house. I mean, why would you if you're going to exactly. go to otherwise? So she was a beauty pageant competitor who had won at least five big competitions. Oh, no. So she was quite well known. So that's what, that. obviously, this is why what's happened. Some perv pedo has decided to... Well, we'll get to that. Oh, no. So the death was ruled a homicide. An autopsy suggested that she'd been bludgeoned to death. But then another Yikes. autopsy, it said that she was strangled. So there was two contradictory autopsies. Um, it's a very different thing between strangulation and yeah. bludgeoning. So a mum's paintbrush was used to tighten the cord to strangle her. So it was put in the cord and twisted. What the fuck? That's, that's twisted. Yeah. Quite literally. literally. <laughs> um, <laughs> the there hell? was DNA found on her underwear belonging to an unidentified male. <clears throat> but it wasn't found on up to 1.5 million samples of convictees. But I'm not sure if it was like a sexual way. I think it might have just been like handprints and stuff. I'm not sure. Obviously, I'm well, not an expert. DNA um, would suggest fluid. So it could have been saliva, blood, or well, jizz. I'm just not even sick of my mouth at the thought. Yeah. Um, so there was also rope found in her bedroom, I think it was, which was very out of place considering she was found in the basement. Tied up with cord as Tied, well. Yeah. And then I think That's there was bad. two sets of footprints inside the house, but none outside of the house, and it was snowing. Oh my god, I just got chills. Shingles. Chills. I thought you said shingles. <laughs> I got chills. So, footprints were found inside the house. Yeah. That suggests they never left. Yeah. <laughs> so, in 2006, the rope was still not tested. Nine years later. Yeah. Oh, Christ. And there was no, obviously, there's no footsteps in the snow outside and no forced entry. Um, I'm so, so confused. Getting to the ransom note, the note specified a specific amount of money, which was 1000 no, $118,000. That is very specific. Why not round it up to like one twenty? Oh, we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. So the exchange was due to take place the next day between 8 and 10 a.m. And the note said, Mr. Ramsey, listen carefully. We are a group of individuals that represent a small foreign faction. We respect your business, but not the country that it serves. Russian. The two gentlemen watching over your door do not particularly like you, so I advise you not to provoke them. Speaking to anyone about your situation, such as police or FBI, will result in your daughter being beheaded. Oh, whoa! You can try to deceive us, but be warned that we are familiar with law enforcement countermeasures and tactics. You stand a 99% chance of killing your daughter if you try to outsmart us. Jesus Christ. Follow our instructions and you stand a 100% chance of getting her back. Okay. So the ransom law led nowhere. Couldn't do any, like, handwritten analysis or was it, like typewritten or something like that um, it was handwritten it was handwritten okay um so this the obviously the suspect the suspicion of the ransom notes went to the people in the house of course the family because there was little evidence of an intruder so uh-huh. they were going to suspect the people in the house and according to a recent television program they blamed patsy the mother for killing her but mm-hmm. that was never that wasn't true well it's just a assumption. Just a theory. And then another TV program said that Burke had done it. But that's just another assumption. Mm-hmm. Um, handwriting analysis. Ooh, I said this. Ruled out the father and was 
with the mother it was I can't I think of the word. Inconclusive? Yeah, inconclusive. Mm. Um so getting back to the ransom note. Um it was signed S B T C, which is still a mystery. Nobody knows what that means. S B T C. And what number were they asking for? Um $118,000 so the reason why that's relevant is because it's close to the amount that John Ramsey John Bonet's father received as a bonus that year from work so he basically got like just under 118 grand yeah or like just over 118 grand yeah and they were asking for that the hell is he doing to get a bonus like that oh my god can um, I have a job so the note was written using pen and paper from inside the house Oh, oh, this is so creepy. So the theory is that the killers entered the house, wrote a note inside the house, and for some reason killed her anyways, and did so while all of the other Ramses were in the house. Or, reordering that slightly, they could have got in the house, accidentally killed her, mm-hmm. wrote the note and just legged it somewhere. So And then covered that track somehow. On analysis of the paper pad that was used, it was suggested that a practice note was made first because of the indentation mm. marks. And part of it was found with spelling errors, and, and the letter had spelling errors in it as well. So simpler words weren't spelled correct, weren't spelled correctly, but more complex words were spelled correctly. So they thought it was a hoax. Um, what the hell? So they obviously suspect the Ramsey family, but they were all ruled out. Right. Okay. Um. This so, is wrinkling my brain, yeah. yo. So John, in 1999, John Bonet's parents almost indicated. In, indicated? Show me the word. Indicted. Right. So in 1999, John Bonet's parents almost indicted on charge of child abuse resulting in death. What the f? So Alex Hunter, the Boulder district attorney, did not sign the indictment because there was not enough evidence to support the charges. So the whole family's. Was Exonerated, dropped. yeah. Um. So the note and the strangulation doesn't really add up. Wait, why does that picture on your phone look like Father Christmas? You're not meant to look at my phone. Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> I do apologise, my it's dear. It's for me. So the DNA also ruled out the family. But there was some suspects. Ooh, the blood thickens. I need to get comfortable. <laughs> Grandma pillow. Grandma pillow. So suspect number four. So obviously the first three was the mother, the father, and the brother. Mm-hmm. So suspect four is a guy called Bill McReynolds, who was known to play the local Santa. Oh, I always got a bad vibe straight away. <laughs> so he visited the Ramsey house two days before the murder. What, like on a Father Christmas visit? Oh. And his own daughter was kidnapped in 1974. Holy Christ. Yeah. So 20 years previously. His wife had written a play about a child being molested and then murdered in a basement as well. They're even more sick and twisted than us. I know. Um, so the Denver Post interviewed him, I think, and said, Her murder was harder on me than my operation. She made a profound change in me. So when John Bonet had visited him, dressed as Santa, apparently she brought him a vial of glitter and gifted it to him. And hmm. then he took that to, with him. When he had his heart surgery. Oh. So and he like, even asked his wife that when he dies, he wants to be cremated and mixed in with the glitter from the vial. So it's like it sort of meant something to him in a way, like, I lost my daughter, but this little girl wants to 
like, I'm not sure if his daughter was found or not. I'm not. I'm not 100 sure. I'm That's either. true. That is true. I don't know. He didn't say dead. I didn't look into it that much. Um, <laughs> but there was nothing to suggest him as a murderer, and he was ruled out. Okay. Um, suspect number five was Gary Oliver, who was a neighbour. <laughs> it's actually spelled Oliver as yeah. well with an A. That's weird. Um, so he was arrested on unrelated drug charges in t- the year 2000. He was also arrested on charges of child pornography in 2016. Holy shit, okay. Um, and he also carried a photo of Jean Benet in his backpack. Oh my Christ. In another thing about the Denver Post... John Bonet's murder touched me very deeply. I felt she was an exceptional girl whose death was an exceptional loss. I felt the need to build a monument, a shrine, to remember this little girl. That's Gary was, Oliver. Yeah, which was his excuse for having the photo. A shrine? Like, as in, like, like making an altar with, yeah, like, tons of pictures of her? Yeah, but he just, he just had the one photo in his backpack. Which suggested there could have been others somewhere else. So he got in touch with a guy called Michael Vale. And he said over the phone, I hurt a little girl. I hurt a little girl. And the guy asked, well, where? And he said, Boulder, Colorado. Oh, goosebumps again. So records show that no other girl was harmed in the area the night that he said he hurt that little girl, apart from Jean Benet Ramsey. And Oliver had already attempted to strangle his own mother with a telephone cord. Oh, so obviously this guy. Not a match. Mm. Not a match. <laughs> so hard <laughs> so suspect number six is john mark carr oh what an unfortunate name um so in 2006 he was made a suspect 10 years after the whole thing well nine years after the whole only thing. because he confessed to the murder via email to a guy called michael tracy who was a journalist well a journalism professor who um, was a journalist at some point yeah, yeah. So they were e- emailing for four years, backwards and forwards, so that Michael Tracy could gain John Mark Carr's trust. So in order to gain his trust, um, he had to listen, uh, well, read every email. Mm. And he said, you are reading and hearing a truly dark side of the human psyche um, and having to pretend that it's okay, that I wasn't going to sit in judgment because otherwise the communication would have stopped. This is the worst experience of my life so by far. It was horrible. And he had used similar wording as a ransom note. So like spelling errors, but then more complex words being spelt correctly. And he also used Patsy's mother's nickname in an email. Whoa, 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 wait, wait. So John Bonet's grandmother. Yeah. The nickname of the grandmother. Yeah. Was what? was Nettie, but nobody else would have known that. Nettie. Which was also a bit weird. That is he weird. confessed that he was in love with John Bonet. Because of the pageant things. Confessed to hitting John Bonnet on the head with a flashlight. Which would explain the bludgeoning. And in one of the emails sent, he said, She of course was asleep at the time that I took her from my bed. I took her to the basement and her first reaction was, Where am I? And I said, You're in your basement. She wasn't in that little room to be disgraced. And I would never disgrace her or dishonour her. She was there temporarily. And that's what really hurts me is that she stayed there. And that's where her father found her. And it was just a horrible thing. But by that time, I'm betting that everything would have been made public knowledge. So he could have just said it. Yeah. But then again, how did he know the mom's, the, the mom's mom's name? Oh. So he was being searched for by British intelligence, Royal Thai authorities in the US Department of Homeland Security because of child porn charges. And he was found 
in Bangkok. What the fuck? Yeah. So that suggests he'd been in the UK at some point as well. I've got no idea. Oh my god. But he was ruled out of being a suspect. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> what the fuck? But he always said that he didn't act alone. Ooh. Which also leads to the two footprints in the house. Oh, what the fuck? But Mark Beckner, the lead investigator on the Jean Bonnet case, said his confessions, once they shared it with us, did not match the evidence at the scene. We knew about within 18 hours that he was not the guy. We were able to confirm he was not even in Colorado at the time by just doing some routine checking. And they obtained photos of him in Georgia at the time. So there was no way that he was the killer. Colorado and Georgia so, aren't that close either. So all of the family members are ruled out. Bill McReynolds is ruled out. Gary Oliver's ruled out. And now John Mark Carr is ruled out. So the police have no idea who did this? No. So Dr. Henry Lee, who's a DNA expert, also known from the OJ case. Yeah, I was going to say he's from the OJ case. Um, he looked at an unopened bag of children's underwear. Wait, an unopened bag belonging to her? Or? I'm not sure. That's weird. I rushed this research. <laughs> I was tired. And he suspected that anyone could be the killer because there was a lot of DNA on them, like from being opened and whatnot. Like just like being in the shop in general. Yeah, so he said that ev- any one of them could have been a suspect, really, mm. when you think of it. So to this day, it's an open-ended case. And so it's a cold it's, case at this point. It's unsolved, basically. <sighs> when you get Jensen Hall on this from the murder squad. Yeah. Oh, it's unfortunate. I know. So there's absolutely no idea what's happened. But then I read a fan theory online. A fan theory? Well, <laughs> might not. well, I read a theory online of this woman and she said that um, Burke, John Bonet's brother mm-hmm. was really jealous of her because of her fame and popularity and he was eating pineapple at the table and she wanted some of his pineapple and he said no and then when his mum and ba- dad turned their back he grabbed a torch, like a flashlight and smacked her over the head with it and killed her and the parents covered up it covered it up but that's just a theory I'm sorry but if my kid did that and my kid I would throw the other kid under the bus. Yeah. That's horrific. So nobody knows. It's like this Madeleine McCann thing. Like, someone out there knows exactly what has happened. That person might be dead now. You know, it's been another what? It's been 22 years since this case. Yeah. Jesus Christ. It's crazy. And how old was she when she died? Six. So she would have been 28. Yeah. She'd been older than us. Yeah. That's horrific. Wow. I actually don't understand how that even makes any sense. Nope. Man. I don't know how to move on. <laughs> That's a good one. That was a good one. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that one. Well, as much as you can enjoy these sort of things. Mm. Man. It's just shitty when they don't get solved. Do you have a theory? I reckon it's got something to do with people in the house, like the mm. family. It could be all six of them. Yeah. Plotting together. I think the most likely scenario is Oliver, because he seemed to be a bit obsessed with her having like the, the picture in that, and Carr together. It could have been them two, yeah, operating in tandem. But who knows? Obviously, we're not police, so we don't know. Anyway, we're not experts, so don't judge us if we got anything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> On to more light-hearted murders. I'm keeping that as a as a little uh, a little catchphrase of mine. Um, this is in no way lighthearted. This is actually one of the most horrific things I've ever read about. 
So I'm looking forward to the end bit where we do something nice. Um, this is about a guy called the ABC Killer. South Africa's most prolific serial killer. Did you only kill you if your names began with A, B or C? Because we'll I get... would be screwed. <laughs> um, if you just give us two seconds, I need to try I and figure out... I am now Lottie. <laughs> um, I need to try and figure out how to pronounce his name. Hang on. Sithel. Okay. So if I show you the name, what does that look like immediately? Shithole. It looks like shithole. Well, that's what he is. He's an absolute shithole. That's what he is. He's just a horrible human being. So obviously with a title like South Africa's Most Prolific Serial Killer, you're expecting someone pure evil. Yeah. Now usually with cases like this, it's obviously started with something from like that early lives. Like they don't start out this way. It's like sometimes, like uh, someone's found a fact that a lot of serial killers start after being whacked on the head or dropped as a child. So keep your eyes on me because I might end up being a serial killer at some point. Um, I totally forgot to show you a picture of John Benny Ramsey. Oh yeah. She's a pretty little thing, isn't she? That's creepy. What, putting makeup on a child? Well, I, put makeup on your child, fine, but not that much. She well, looks... She's a pageant queen, yeah. what do you expect? She looks 30. Have you ever watched Honey Boo Boo? No. Yes, you have. Don't even, de- don't even <laughs> deny it, because you have. Not all the way through. But that, she looks about 30. Well, that's, that's what they do. Oh, that's just creepy to me. It is just creepy. Because anyone can walk in and watch. Mm-hmm. Anyway, right, so... Moses Seitel, Sitel, Sitel, Seitel, anyway, I'm just going to call him Seitel. Seitel's father, Simon, died when Moses was really, really young, and in turn, that led to his mom abandoning him and his siblings. I'm not entirely sure how many siblings he had, but it was a couple, at least a few. They were all sent to live in an orphanage, um, but really soon after, Seitel quickly ran away and ended up working in the gold mines of Johannesburg. He's still a child at this point, remember? So he's working in a gold mine. Mm-hmm. So obviously from the sounds of it, he had to grow up quick and he really did because he became sexually active at a very, very young age. Apparently he was like extremely sexually advanced for his age. People think this is due in part to the fact that he felt resentment to his mother for abandoning him and his um, siblings. Um, and for that reason as well, he became violent towards women. Um, as a teenager, he was arrested and convicted for rape and spent seven years in jail. So that's his, like, How most... A teenager. What? So like, these are his most, like, primitive... No, not primitive, like, like moulding years. Mm-hmm. The years that, like, really make you who you are. He's doing that sort of And he's doing that. Um, he later would blame... Blame? He would later blame prison time for him turning into a murderer. But prison's supposed to make you better and not do it again and teach you a lesson. Obviously not. This is South Africa though, so we don't know what the prison system's like there. I've watched documentaries on like prisons in other countries and one of them had like chickens in his room. <laughs> I was like, That's really weird. The creepiest part is that he was said to be a rather handsome person in his youth and was very charming. Mm-hmm. Sounds like Ted Bundy. This made it extremely easy for him to entice young victims into his, like, lair. plans. Not lair. Plans. In the chalky with you. He did most of his hunting in broad daylight. Yeah. Well, if he's attractive, he would have used that, though. Exactly. Um, 
I'll have to show us a pic of him. Oh, I'll show you at the end. For me, I don't think it was prison that turned him into a murderer. I think it was the fact that he realised, hang on, if I rape someone and leave them alive, they're going to tell people and it's going to get us in prison. So what should I do? Just keep doing it anyways. (laughs) No. So what should I do? Kill them. After I've... Had what I want. Raped them, yeah. So, obviously, a a dead person can't identify you. I know, I keep referring to it. But the Golden State Killer did that. With some victims. He wore a mask, though. Yeah, so he did it. No. Because he was pretty. Pretty boy. Pretty boy. (laughs) One of the things I've got here. Youth against human abuse. Does that have a nice ring to it? Yeah. Right. Sounds like a very charitable name, doesn't it? It is, isn't it? That was the name that Seidel gave to his own foundation, which did not actually exist and was just a front. So you would ask people for money for it? No, no, he would try and hire people. Ah, women. Yeah. His method was to give young women a job interview for Yaha, young adults, young uh, youth against human abuse, Yaha, Yaha, and eventually offer them a job after gaining their trust. Once trust had been established, he would walk them into. He would walk them to the headquarters. I'm using air quotes over the radio. He's garage. Air quotes, um, to the headquarters of Yaha, which didn't actually exist either. So where was where would he take them? He was literally just walking them across a field. And then just doing it in the field. Um, the alleged HQ was on the other side of a large field, and once out of sight and hearing distance, Seidel would pounce, overpowering the women. And would proceed to rape them and would eventually strangle them to death with their own underwear. What if they had no underwear on? He didn't improvise. <laughs> the majority of his victims felt like fell to the same fate, unfortunately. And the same air, like patch? Pretty much, yeah. So what would you do with I, the bodies afterwards? We just leave them there. You would just find fields. They stinking. You would just find fields. Hot. Yeah, well, what? Well, you've got to remember, this is South Africa. Some areas of South Africa are not the nicest places to go. Yeah, and there's a lot of animals there that would probably eat them. <laughs> um, there's a lions in South Africa. And tigers and bears. Oh my. Um, I don't know what I've written here. Alright, so... um, Can't write either. The first lot of killings took place in a place called Atteridgeville. Before then, moving on to a place called Boxburg... Oh, is that why it's ABC? And then moving on to a place called Cleveland. Right. Atteridge, Boxburg, Cleveland. Okay. ABC. Easy as one, two, three. Unfortunately for his victims, though, due to South Africa being a very extremely violent place at the time, crimes of all natures were always happening. Like, on a daily basis. People were being murdered, people were being raped, people were being, like, mugged, all that stuff. Um... People never connected the dots. People never thought, well, these people are dying. Oh, they're connected. No one thought, this is one one person. person. Yeah. Which meant that there was basically no media coverage and no public outcry. And what year was this, sorry? Uh, This was, I think, 1995? I was two. Hmm, I was three. Well, it would have been two going on three. Um... I was 16 going on 17. <laughs> Sorry, I just love my musicals. <laughs> it wasn't until someone noticed that there was something going on. Like, mm. someone was like, there's a lot of women 
dying here. That person was President Nelson Mandela. Yeah. He visited some of the scenes in Boxburg and things start finally started to move in the right direction. People started like figuring things out. People started like outcrying and the media started finally picking up these actions. You told me I've had twenty pages. Probably more than twenty. <laughs> I had three pages. I got thirty two bullet points, man. Um, Thirty two is my lucky number. After hearing the president say this, the police finally figured out. They finally figured out they've got a serial killer on their hands. So obviously, with public concern increasing and also the police action increasing, they brought in a retired FBI profiler called Robert Wrestler. For some reason, I've heard that name before, and I don't know why. Because you're in the wrestling, and you think it sounds wrestling related. All right, I'll rephrase the name. Wrestler. Wrestler. Not wrestling. No, but that might be why you familiarise yourself with it. Robert Wrestler. That's what I'm saying. Wrestler. I will I will stop this recording. Okay. Give you a <laughs> good old-fashioned dressing down and then press record again. That sounds really rude. Dressing down means I'll tell you off. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Robert Wrestler. He comes into South Africa on September 23rd, 1995 where he quickly gave his profile of the killer, stating that he was intellectual, organised and highly confident, with the confidence increasing on a daily basis and having a very high sex drive. Just before his arrival though, a mass grave containing the bodies of 10 women in varying states of decay was uncovered. So going back to what you said before, I was wrong. Yes, he did actually move some of the bodies. But just in one big pile. Just put them all in the same place. Mm. That's fucked. Imagine if he went back, like, with one that was already dead. Mm. What, just showed her the grave and killed her? No, I mean, no. I mean, like, killed oh. one and then, like, picked another one out of it if he wanted to, like, do it again, but they were dead. I see what you mean. Necrophilia. Way- yeah. That- <laughs> <laughs> I see where you were going. Um, <laughs> that would have been even worse. <laughs> While wrestler was hard at work... Amelia Rapadil was identified as one of the ten in the grave. And when police started to ask around about her, a friend of hers told police that she had been going for an appointment on September 7th. The friend was even told who she was meeting. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. So authorities then found a job offer written to Amelia from Moses Saito. And it wasn't long before... They found him. Another victim was linked in another identical way. So the prime suspect, who was now known, but the whereabouts weren't... Could they not have just, like, had someone contact him like a girl and say, oh, my friend had an interview with you, just wondering if I could get an interview with you as well? Gotta remember and then th- set it up and then had them rem- in the distance and, like, got him. Gotta remember that he would spend a little bit of time gaining that trust. Yeah, but she could have done that, though, if she was at FBI. True, but that find him first. got to remember, this is before emails and stuff. Well, it wasn't before emails, but, like, it wasn't really widely available, especially in South Africa. Look at a phone. In Rad- 1995, he's moving around. He's My not phone really... may as well have been a bloody landline. The amount of has got to be plugged into the wall. Nah, I don't have an iPhone in the future. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the prime suspect was now known, but the whereabouts of Seidel was not. And despite knowing that he was being hunted down by the police, a new body turned up. 
um, Agnes Mbuli was found at the beginning the of October. Of Say again. Probably like the thrill of it. Oh, without a doubt, that's why he was doing it. So Agnes Mbuli was found at the beginning of October. So this is already like two weeks after Robert Rassler came in. Um, in a complete blindside, a local newspaper got a call from someone claiming to be the murderer and even gave out information that only was known at the time by the killer and the police. And it was confirmed that it was Saito. What? He rang the newspaper. They then tried to set up a meeting, but negotiations fell through, and another three bodies found were then found. That's ridiculous. So how many in total was it? Oh, I'll get to that. He was playing with the police. Like, he was basically saying, come get us, you know, you're trying, but you're not going to get us. So the police then felt that the only course of action was to tell the press everything and expose Seidel to everyone. Um, Literally, not long after that, Seidel was... So basically plaster his face everywhere and exactly. make sure nobody goes with him. Um, Seidel was then arrested soon after, attempting to get help from his family, but he didn't go down easily. He took two bullets, one to the head and one to the stomach where he was then hospitalised due to his wounds, requiring surgery, and he was officially charged with the murders of 29 women Jesus. on October 23rd, 1995. One day before, before my birthday. third birthday. <laughs> it took 365 days to charge... Um, it's a full year, isn't it? Yeah, one whole year. So on October 23rd, 1995, he was arrested... In October 23rd, 1996, he was, the trial began for these murders. The charges were raised from 29 counts of murder to 38 counts of murder. Bloody hell. They find more bodies then. Mm-hmm. As well as um, 40 counts of rape and 6 counts of robbery. But oddly, while recovering from surgery, Seidel started confessing to murderers to the in- uh, during interviews with police. And then, despite all that, he pleaded not guilty. <laughs> so I give it a go. The mendacity. Uh, yeah, that's literally what he's like. Nah, might as well. Um, <laughs> Ben's getting out. Let's have a go. It then took four hundred and ten days for the trial to conclude, due to the le- due to the legality of some statements and some evidence. On October fourth, nineteen ninety seven, Seidel was found guilty on all charges, but. Due to the sheer amount of victims and charges, the reading of the verdicts took a total of three hours to read. Jesus. And the official sentencing had to be postponed until the next morning. So on December 5th, 1997, the presiding judge said that Seidel, who had been very cool, calm and collected during the whole thing, he wouldn't have thought twice about giving him the death penalty. But that had been abolished in South Africa two years prior. Damn it. So the year he was arrested, they abolished the death penalty. In total, for 38 counts of murder, 40 counts of rape, and 6 counts of robbery, Seidel was sentenced to how many years in jail? Life. Put a number on it. 70. He was sentenced to 2,410 years in prison. Jesus Christ. With the possibility of parole, <laughs> meaning that he could... He could, on good behaviour, be released from prison in the year 2927 after serving 930 years of his sentence. So, 
people of the future watch out of the next millennium watch out because Moses Saitol could be on <laughs> his streets Saitol is still in prison to this day I was day. literally just about to ask that question yep he's still in prison to this day locked so in a max no locked in a maximum security prison in Pretoria known as C-Max um, and in a very darkly funny twist that seems to be more than 32 bullet points it's 34 actually yeah I thought so in a darkly funny twist Saito was found to be HIV positive during the trial and maybe he caught it from one of the girls don't know and due to being in prison that's what you get (laughs) but due to being in prison he is receiving far better treatment for the HIV than he would have as a normal South African citizen why don't just let him shrivel. Meaning that he will go on to have a very long life behind bars until he does eventually die. Miserable. And I've literally written down here, life is a really fucking dark sense of humour. Yeah. <laughs> you have to show us a pic. Um, Alright, here we go. Here's a pic of Moses Saito. Um, that is him as a young man. Mm-hmm. And this is his mugshot after he was... Um, Convicted. Hang on. So that's his mugshot. Looks totally different. Mm. Yeah, he got a bit. He is quite attractive, though. See, yeah, people trusted him because he was so nice looking, and that's mm. why they trusted like people like Ted Bundy. So at least that one had closure. Yeah. <laughs> we know what happened in that one. But I just keep thinking maybe there was more. Yeah, it probably like, was. But you know, I just find it hilarious that he got two thousand four hundred and ten years. That's funny. And the fact that the that like the or based on technicalities, they still have to give them the possibility of parole. <laughs> so, so in nine hundred and thirty years time, yeah. so I think he's got like a little chart counting down the days. <laughs> he's got the tally on his <laughs> wall. <laughs> Actually, hang on. What date did I see we get out? We'll all be dead. It's fine. Everyone listening will be dead. So in nine hundred nine hundred eleven years. He will be out on parole. So, you know, watch out, people of South Africa. <laughs> Alright, well. He said, I've been to the year 3000. <laughs> He's going to try and get changed, there. But he got out of prison. <laughs> oh, no. Alright, I can't put this on YouTube now. Uh, so, yeah, that was thoroughly depressing. Mm. I really don't understand a rip. No. No. Like, I don't understand what enjoyment you get out of it. I mean, yeah, let's just do that. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Um, all right, so that was thoroughly depressing. So let's quickly move on to a little segment just to end the show that I want to call Mental Floss. Just, you know, give your brains a little bit of a, yeah, a little bit of a squeaky clean. Um, I just want to know something nice from your week or something or a joke or something like that. I had lots of chocolate. I had chocolate for breakfast, chocolate for lunch, chocolate for dinner. I'm full of chocolate. <laughs> Her name is now Uta from The Simpsons. Yeah, it's it's been a nice week. It's been quite quite nice and sunny. Been I'm a little, burnt. Uh, yeah, you are burnt. Very burnt in some places. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's been quite nice weather. I had nice company over the weekend. I did a wrestling show where I jumped in the ring and. I had a lot of family time. You had family time. I had... A lot of driving. Oh, yeah, a lot of driving. I had to jump in the ring at one point and stop someone from hitting someone with a chair. <laughs> I failed, though. Sorry, Ryan. Hope your ankle's okay. 
Um, so yeah, is there anything else you want to say? I've got to go to bed. Yeah, it's quite late. You've got work tomorrow. <laughs> I don't want to go work. So yeah, that's this week's episode. Yay, we made it to the end of episode two. Woo! I kind of don't want to go to sleep. Why? Because then it's like, as soon as I shut my eyes, I've got to open them again and go to work. You realise that if you keep your eyes open, you'll still have to go to work eventually, right? I know, but... <laughs> you'll just be extremely tired no, at the end I of it. I feel like I wouldn't be there as quick. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> okay, right. I do enjoy work, but I just enjoy sleeping more. <laughs> Alright, I'm going to put another companion piece together for this episode um, on Instagram, like I did for the last one. Uh, I think that's why Sleeping Beauty is my favourite princess because I relate. Oh, because of a companion things on? No, because she's so relatable to me. Like I'm just a very sleepy girl. (laughs) Anyway, thank you very much for listening, guys. Um, If you want to listen to this, you can subscribe to us on Stitcher, iTunes, well, Apple Podcasts, I think it's called now, Um, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify, and what's the other one called uh, Pocket Casts um, check us out on Twitter our Twitter name is um, Comfort in DD um, not really much gets put on Twitter unfortunately it's all the, Instagram's where it's at Instagram's where it's at so that's literally just at Comfort in Death and Darkness it's the full thing and there's a little website as well which um, is um, cdad c-i-d-a-d dot pinecast dot co that will be like all of our social media and stuff um i'll get a proper domain name for that i'm trying to get dot pizza well i was thinking about getting cedar dot pizza because everyone pizza. well no everyone's gonna remember a domain name that's dot pizza right pizza and it's the same number of letters like before and after the dot so I I, pizza, i'm thinking man. about trying to get cedar dot pizza i feel like saying that has made someone buy cedar dot pizza so anyway yeah, you got any final words? No. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to take a nap. Are you going to take a nap right there? I'm taking a nap here. Oh, you're going to take a nap right there. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> I love that meat. Um, Vine. Oh, God, I wish Vine never died. I loved Vine. Imagine this show on Vine. It would take forever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you very much. And don't forget, turn on the lights. No, what was the final thing again? I don't know. I can't remember what it was. Anyway, I think it's just you saying good night and then me laughing in the background. Probably. So let's just do that. Three, two, one. Oh, did you hear my eye? That's not staying in. <laughs> okay, we've got like five seconds left. Good night. There you go. Good night. There you go, creepily. Good night. Hmm? <laughs> 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 sound like goofy. Oh, God. It's when I come out like, hmm? <laughs> <laughs> that sound like goofy's too. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, don't take the piss out of me. Take All right. my job. <laughs> Good night. God bless. That's what my grandma says. There is no God. Oh, God. (laughs) Good night. Hmm?